0: Hello and welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. My name is Julie Hoglin and I am the creator and founder. This podcast covers every aspect of Conscious Leadership and the Conscious Leadership Code. And if there is a particular example or angle or subject you would like an episode on, please reach out and let me know and I will create it specifically for you. Hello Conscious Leadership listeners. I've done a piece of consultancy work this week where, due to various things happening, there is a lack of knowledge currently within this organisation, relatively small organisation, maybe 20 people in total, providing a fabulous service in quite disruptive times. And it's led me to thinking about the role of knowledge transfer in business, which, of course, enables businesses to retain the knowledge, transfer the knowledge, but also allows that business to not only operate effectively, but to grow and potentially innovate into new services. And I, because this is so, I'm going to say, recent, I thought I'd do a podcast episode on it. And this is a real business-focused episode. So if you are in business, thinking about going into business, it doesn't matter whether you are a small business or a big business, please listen. It's not going to be a particularly long episode, be about 20 minutes, put me on double speed. But take this knowledge in because it is vital for business to acknowledge that actually this needs to be done. So let's have a look at what it is, why to do it. Um, and everything, well, some of the everything linked to it. Clearly, in one episode, I'm, I'm not going to be able to share everything, but here we go. So, what is to be considered with knowledge transfer for business? And first things first, I mean, let's really get to this. Why should a business be bothered with knowledge transfer? Why should we be bothered with knowledge transfer? And then we'll look at what it is. So, why should we be bothered? It saves you money, it saves you time. And it saves you grief. And I can't actually think of three better reasons to implement some form of knowledge transfer for knowledge retention into your business. And when you think about saving you money, saving you time, saving you grief, what business doesn't want that? And yet many still need to add it into their processes. And knowledge transfer is a process. Anybody and everybody can do it. Knowledge transfer, it's a vital component of business continuity planning. And what does that mean? I can hear you thinking and hear you asking to yourself. Business continuity planning, it's precisely that. It's the process of preparing an organisation to handle unexpected events that could disrupt operations. And we've had a few of those in the past, especially recently. So such as natural disasters cyber attacks, pandemics, or a key player dying or leaving. And this is where most of this will apply. And that's exactly what I have been dealing with in the last week. So overall, knowledge transfer is an ongoing process and it requires commitment from the leadership team, from the management team and from the employee team to ensure that valuable information is preserved when someone gains a promotion or leaves for whatever reason or dies, and, of course, natural or unnatural disasters, as I've mentioned previously. And the key is to have a plan in place and to be proactive in identifying and transferring critical knowledge, which minimises the risk of losing essential information. But let me ask you another question. It's a reflective question. How important is knowledge transfer to business for growth and survival? And in reality, it's crucial for the growth and survival of business. And I've created um, an acronym for you to remember easily, or at least to to start to think about what this means for you. And the acronym is based around the word, word impact, which I thought was key and it fitted what I need to tell you. So impact of knowledge transfer. Innovation. So the I is innovation. By sharing knowledge and ideas across teams and departments, it increases overall business and allows businesses to develop a culture of innovation and creativity. And creativity can lead to the development of new products and services and help the company stay competitive. Remember, services change and businesses survive. You've only got to look at Nokia if you want a bit more information on that one. The M is for memories. Effective knowledge transfer can help to ensure that the business continues to operate smoothly, and that is key, after key employees leave. Memories can help prevent the loss of critical knowledge, processes, and skills necessary for the business to continue to grow and to succeed. And this is what has um, definitely left with what's happened in the organisation I'm currently working with. The memories create the business's legacy and history, which, of course, can be timelined and celebrated, which is really important to do, especially when times are tough. The P is for poor performance. Effective knowledge transfer can help employees gain the skills and knowledge required to perform their jobs more effectively. Which is what we all want to do. We all want to know, I say we, you, I, staff members, want to know that they're doing their job well. That then enables self esteem, self worth goes up. When people know they're doing their jobs effectively, it it leads to increased productivity and, and improved efficiency. Who doesn't want that in their business and still it's not done? And this has definitely been missing in in the organisation I'm working for, a key member, key member um, left of the organisation, the member, a new member of staff coming in wasn't recruited before the outgoing person left. So there was no transfer of knowledge, no transfer of information, no transfer of processes and systems, and it's not written down. So on performance, the outgoing person can share what they know, either in a written format, which is regularly updated, or as part of a physical handover. And of course, this applies to promotion as well. Agility. By keeping employees informed and up to date, businesses can create an agile organisation that can quickly adapt to changing market conditions. And the market conditions have changed a lot recently and continue to do so. And it allows the people within the organisation to be fleet of foot, which is essential for the growth and survival of the business. When markets change, The fleeter and more agile a business and its workforce are, the quicker the change can be implemented. Culture. By sharing knowledge and best practices among employees, businesses create a sense of community and belonging, which can help build a strong culture that is essential for the business's long-term survival. And remember here, culture eats strategy for breakfast, lunch and dinner and culture is a entity on its own that needs to be managed it's if you've got a team of 12 it's your 13th team member um if it sounds somewhere along the way that i'm actually reading this from a document partly i am I'll uh, be honest with you partly i am because um i'm creating an article to put onto my website so if you want to see this without going to the show notes go to com. find the article uh forward slash, and you will see a lot of articles linked into various subjects. If you want this directly into your inbox, um, subscribe and I'll, I'll make that happen. So tactic. With access to relevant and accurate information, employees can make informed decisions that support the business plan to achieve and positively impact the business's growth and survival. We are all goal driven all of the time. So make it focused towards the vision. I'll do a lot more on performance management. Um, I'll do a lot more on goal-driven. And again, as a thought, there is a book on Amazon that I have written about goal-driven, about goal-setting, goal-driven, about goal-setting. It will be out on Audible within the next month as well. Um, And that, and I know I wrote it, (laughs) and there's me marketing, it's worth listening to. All worth reading. Absolutely. 100 percent. Everything I do is to enable others to do more, be more, bring more um, into the world and into the workplace and into themselves. So overall, knowledge transfer is essential for the growth and survival of businesses as it ensures continuity. It facilitates innovation. It improves efficiency. It enhances decision making. And it builds a strong business culture and creates an agile fleet of foot organization and staff team. Just think about what I've said there. This is what every business needs, whether they want it or not, whether they're prepared to do it or not. It's what we need. Putting that additional piece of time into the now to make this happen for the future And that is something else that has just come across my path this morning before I've even recorded. That is really, really important. It's like um, what's it like? It's like delayed gratification. And you can clearly tell I've gone off reading the article, but it's like delayed gratification. Take time now to get a better result in the future. There are several key aspects to consider when it comes to knowledge transfer in a business, to ensure that valuable information's not lost when someone leaves or dies. And this has, this has happened, both of those things have happened in the organization that I'm currently working with. So one, documenting processes and procedures, and I can hear you do that deep sigh. But having clear and up-to-date documentation of processes and procedures can help ensure that important information's not lost when someone leaves or dies. And this documentation should be easily accessible. It should be regularly reviewed and it should be updated to ensure its accuracy and relevance. Things change. And this includes standard operating procedures, job descriptions and workflow diagram, diagrams. So standard operating procedures. I would always have in this the minimum level of acceptable performance which will always be below the target. So minimum level of acceptable performance, target above. I'll do another, I'll do an article on that onto my website because there's a beautiful picture that I use. And if you could see me now, I'm using my hands to describe it, but I'll get that into an article onto the website. Um, Two, cross-training. Providing cross-training opportunities for employees ensures that multiple people have the knowledge and skills to perform essential tasks that reduces the risk of losing critical knowledge from the business and cross training includes job shadowing training sessions and mentoring programs and this will also create will, will also help in creating a more resilient and adaptable team so people can share what they do and if someone goes sick or leaves or dies temporarily until replacement They can, you've got somebody in your business that knows something of the job that needs to be done, so it just doesn't go into an abyss. Number three, knowledge mapping. Identifying and mapping critical knowledge and skills within the organisation can help identify areas where knowledge transfer is most important. It can also determine where there may be gaps in the expertise required. And knowledge mapping can be done through interviews, surveys, focus groups, and it helps identify critical roles, key processes, and areas of expertise. Succession planning, and this is a big one, especially for larger organisations. A formal succession plan can help ensure that key roles and responsibilities are transitioned smoothly in the event of an employee's departure or death, and promotion. And this includes identifying potential successors and providing them with the necessary training and development opportunities to prepare them for future roles. So this is around a manager, someone in the business, knowing they are training in advance. However they do that, delegation is a big one in this, somebody to succeed them when they move on. That could be through their own promotion or through them leaving. Number five, employee retention. Implementing strategies to retain employees can help reduce the risk of, criti- of critical knowledge being lost when people leave. Retention includes offering competitive compensation and benefits, creating a positive work environment and providing opportunities for growth and advancement. And there's a stat here that says 98% of people leave a manager rather than a business or a job. Bear that in mind. Number six, use technology to create knowledge-sharing platforms. So implementing a knowledge-sharing platforms, um, how you do that, your choice for your business, it can be in an intranet, it can be some form of internal media, your newsletter, whatever whatever you want to create and keep can help facilitate the sharing and spreading of information within the organisation. Number seven, employee engagement. Encouraging employee engagement and fostering a culture of open communication can ensure that employees feel comfortable sharing their knowledge and expertise. And this can include regular team meetings, employee survey surveys and open door policies. And number eight, last one on this section, regular knowledge audits, which sounds quite officious, doesn't it? And I am an ex-auditor, so I know what this means. Um, And I know how it works and I know the benefits of it. And it's fabulous to get into business. Conducting regular knowledge audits, which identify and assess the critical ability within an organisation. Bit of a mouthful. Can help identify potential areas of risk and prioritise knowledge transfer efforts. You might need to listen to that bit again. I might need to say it again. So conducting regular knowledge audits to identify and assess the critical ability within the organisation can help, does help, will help, identify potential areas of risk and prioritise knowledge transfer efforts. So this can include identifying essential roles, key processes and areas of expertise, assessing the current knowledge transfer processes and identifying areas for improvement. And that's what every audit does. Um, Just as a a thought process there, um, if ever you are audited, please work with your auditors. They're not not really nasty people, being an ex-auditor, I know. So what's the point and process of recording company history? The point of recording company history is to document and maintain a company's key events, achievements, and milestones over time. And why would we do that? Um, And there's a company I know, five years old, have done exactly this, and the timeline is fabulous to see. Not only have they recorded it physically, they've actually, as in, you know, recorded it, they've got it up on a, a big wall banner in their offices, and they've actually put it onto video as well, so it can be shared. So this information can be used to, one, provide context and perspective. Recording company history can help employees and stakeholders and potential customers understand the customer's origins, missions, and values. It can also provide context and perspective for the company's current situation, challenges, and opportunities. Two, recognising there's a lot of lists on this article, anyway, two, foster pride and loyalty. Recording company history can help employees and stakeholders feel more connected to the company, and can foster a sense of pride and commitment. This can help create a sense of continuity, sense of belonging, and shared identity among employees. Three, it supports decision-making. Recording company history can provide valuable insights and lessons for the future, which can then be used to inform decision-making and strategy. So this can help the company to avoid repeating past mistakes and to capitalise on past successes. So now let's look at some of the practical processes that a business can do to succeed in transferring knowledge. And please remember, this is going to be in an article on the website. So go to juliehogbin.com if you want to get the written version of this rather than going to the the, um, uh, podcast notes. So here are some practical processes. And again, it's another list. Uh, it's the easiest way to write these things. So number one, encourage knowledge sharing. Encourage employees to share their knowledge and expertise with others through regular team meetings, luncheons, or other informal opportunities for sharing. You know, create this happening. Two, create a culture of learning. Create a culture of continuous learning and development within the organization. This is, this is really important. And I'm learning and development through and through. have been doing it for over three decades for myself and within businesses, for businesses, operating as a consultant, operating as a partner within a firm. This is vital. Create a culture of learning. If you don't continue learning, I'm, you probably tell I'm really passionate about this. If you don't create a culture of learning, you will fall behind. Um, implement a mentoring program, can be external, internal, where experienced employees can share their knowledge if it's internal um, and expertise with less experienced employees through one on one mentoring, or get somebody external in to mentor your staff team in whatever it is required. It works both ways. Promote teamwork, encourage teamwork and collaboration. Create cross-functional teams and facilitate project-based learning opportunities. Use storytelling to share knowledge and experiences across the organisation. Keep it alive. It's how cre- it is how culture is maintained, facilitated and created. Um, it's powerful to, to communicate important information. Number six, you're going to love this one. Assign knowledge ambassadors employees who are experts in their fields and can act as a resource for others in the organisation. And it's another form of mentoring. So none of this sits in isolation. You'll hear me say this over and over. Nothing sits in isolation. Everything is inter- interrelated and connected. Number seven, and this is sadly done very rarely, um, and especially if people are leaving on uh, you know, from a n- negative perspective, and I'm going to do... um another article another podcast on the employee life cycle so please subscribe you know register onto my website find me on social media um, and and you'll get to hear about these things but just subscribe and you'll get it here capture knowledge from departing employees conduct exit interviews and knowledge audits create an online library where employees can share their knowledge and memories before leaving now my experience, employees will do this if they're leaving on a positive note. If they're leaving negatively, this will be a struggle to do. So make sure it's done while they're in a good place within the working environment. And number eight, vital for anything we do within business, regularly review and update. Update the knowledge transfer process, review the knowledge transfer process and the policies to ensure that they are still effective and relevant. Overall, the key is to create an environment where knowledge sharing is a natural and ongoing process supported by management and technology. And by implementing these processes, a business can improve knowledge retention and foster a more collaborative and adaptable workforce that can help drive the company's growth and success, which, remember, saves you money, saves you time and saves you grief. And most importantly fosters a great working environment where people want to be and are willing to be and they will give you their best thank you for listening to this episode of the conscious leadership podcast and if you have found it useful please leave a review and if you have found it useful please share it with others that will find it useful as well if you want to know more about my publishing please follow me through to the amazon author page And if you would like to follow me on any of my other social media channels, please do, which also includes a YouTube channel.